Hello, and welcome to Tech Champagne, a wealth expansion podcast designed to help you turn simple ideas into major impact and big revenue. I'm Elisa Purdy, and I've spent the last 13 years helping women entrepreneurs build six and seven figure businesses with simple systems and automation. I'm here to guide you and give you my exact strategies for money, marketing, and automated business growth so you can create the life and business you truly desire. The income level you really want is well within your reach. Let's do this together. Hello and welcome back to Tech Champagne. My name is Elisa Purdy and I am your host. And today I'm here with the lovely Jaya Rose. I met Jaya about, I don't know, I think five or six years ago, Jaya attended uh, a women's retreat that I was co-host of and I have been glued to her ever since and following all of her Instagram, her journey, her business. And I'm so excited to have her here on the podcast today. Welcome, Jaya. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad we made it happen, too. It's divine timing. (laughs) Me, too. So you are known as the Time Freedom Queen. You're an online business coach. Mm -hmm. I would love to hear. Let's talk about how it all started for you. Yeah. You want the short version or the long? (laughs) So when I was five, actually, when I was in my late 30s, I had been a personal trainer for over a decade and I had been an entrepreneur. So entrepreneurship has always been a part of the story for me. And it's not sexy. It's really because I'm a rebel and I cannot be told what to do. So because of that, I just chose to start my own fitness studio a year after getting my certification, just ridiculous. Like I've just always done sort of ridiculous things because they felt less risky to me than what normally feels less risky to people, right? These nine to fives and things Mm -hmm. that feels so Mm -hmm. scary to me. So I had always been an entrepreneur, but I self-proclaimed played small. And there are many reasons for this, but ultimately part of it is I just didn't know. I didn't know that you could scale a business, that you could make six figures, multiple six figures and have time freedom. Like these things were not modeled for me. I never saw them. And so when we actually bought the house that uh, is before the house we're living in now, we bought it from a really cool guy who was a shaman. And he had this life coach girlfriend who I say girlfriend makes her sound young, not to say she's old, but she was a retired medical doctor turned life coach. So just a really cool seasoned woman who had all this experience. She came over as we were signing the papers to our house and we bought it straight from the owner because that's what I mean, the long story. I won't get into all that, but they literally came to our house and we sat in the living room talking and she was like, "You have you ever checked out Marie Forleo or the online coaching space? And I was like, what? No, what is this? So she tells me about how you can have a coaching business and you can help more people and all these things and all these little light bulbs start going off. Oh, wow. This sounds cool. This sounds like something I want. Yeah, I guess if you asked me, do you want to help more people? Do you want to make more money? Do you want to create a legacy with your work? I I would have said yes, but no one ever asked me. So it was this total aha moment. We signed the papers for the house. She pulled up on my computer, Marie Forleo, before she left. And it was probably 9 p.m. I'm looking at Marie Forleo's stuff. Of course, at that time, she was launching B-School and she had her free series, right? She always did like video series. Mm -hmm. This was eight, eight years ago. I think it was 2015. And 
so that was like the old school B-school launches. I, I watched this video of her describing all this freedom and impact you could have. And it shook me to my core because I think her and I are maybe a similar age. At the time I had long hair. We don't look that much different, honestly. We could be like sisters or something. And I was like, this lady is me. This lady could, like, why not? And it was like, I genuinely could see myself in her, which was such a gift in that moment. And I didn't sign up for B-School. And that, and really Marie Forleo, that's what she was for me, was a catalyst just to see that it was possible and that there was so much more for me. And I went on a long journey of finding my way from that point, taking my fitness business online, creating all digital courses, you know, highly don't recommend creating your first year of all digital courses, you know? Um, but I did that. And I say, don't, I don't recommend because my first course was $21. I sold 150 of them, which in all accounts of selling a digital course, that's incredible, but I made hardly anything. And so I took that year and the thing I loved the most about it was that I used video. I used video to deliver all those courses and I used video to promote my business. And I just realized it was like a lioness was awoken inside of me around my voice, around my message, and this idea that I could hit record and share a message and then also make an impact and make sales. It was just, I know video is touchy for a lot of people. So if y'all listening, if this is sensitive, you're like, what is she talking about? Video is not that. <laughs> like, video is very hard for a lot of people. Yeah, but yeah. for me, it represents this path of freedom. And that's what I, I took. And I ended up pivoting. I created a program called Rock Your Videos. And it was all about Facebook Live. And that was my big break. Funny to say, but it really was that year. I tripled the income I had ever made. I think I made 150000 that year selling Rock Your Videos. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. Now, I won't go into the dark night of the soul I had next, but I did pivot many times since then. But now in my business, I do still teach video. I have a membership called Being Well Known because honestly, at the core of it, that's the piece I care about because I like to help people get out there and become well-known for their work because it's totally possible to do. Absolutely. Oh, I love this story so much. It's funny how inspiration comes from the most unexpected places. So true. And I love how you just ran with it. You're like, I could be Marie Forleo. Here I go. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. And I totally don't want to be Marie Forleo. You're right. It's I didn't see the separation. I didn't see all the years she had put in. I had no idea because I was just a baby right. online person at that point. So I was like... Yeah, I could do this. Yeah, and I love that there's there's really no differentiation for anyone listening between you yeah. and Marie Borleo or insert yeah. really popular coach here. There's no difference at all. Yeah. I think because technology is changing all the time. Like you weren't teaching TikTok back yeah. then, of course, because it didn't exist. It leveled right. the playing field for everyone every day. So true. Because reinvention is actually the skill mm -hmm. that we all need. Yeah, I love that. So you pivoted your business a few times. I know you and I have chatted yeah. here and there, like on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. And yeah. you, I think, do this, you do this really, is you figure out what people need and you add layers of that into your business. You don't change your business. You're, you're not like mm. a different person each time, but you 
do evolve your offers, I think, to fit yeah. the development of technology like TikTok. Yes. Yeah. No, I absolutely do. I have a sixth sense. And so I tend to see what's going to happen. And I don't even sometimes know that's what I'm seeing, but I just feel a strong current to shifting. And then I'll look back and be like, oh, the bridge is gone that I just walked over. Mm-hmm. It happens all the time. So that happens to be just a superpower. But I do tend to see what is working and what's not. And that's, it's just easy for me too with the marketplace. And things are always shifting. And it is important as business owners and also challenging to stay up with times. And I don't think that everybody should. I think that's why there are people like me or I follow other people who are way ahead of the curve than I am. And right, I listen to people and I think it is important to hear those perspectives. Love that. And I do want people to know a little bit about you personally, because I know that you share a lot of this and this kind of goes with your, you teach visibility quite often. Mm-hmm. How to use visibility to grow your business, to find more fulfillment. So you're really open about your life. You are a mama. How old is your daughter? Now? I have two daughters. So Ava is 10 and oh then God. Becca is 26. God, I can't believe she's 10 already. I know. I know because you met her at I the did. event and she yeah. was probably three, I think, at that time. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. Three or four. Yeah. So oh, it's wild. Two daughters. You are married to the love of your life and you're very open that you've been married three times. And the first time yeah. you were married on a hippie commune at the age of what, 18? Yeah, 19. 19. <laughs> <laughs> the, the old age of 19. <gasps> yes, true. Yeah. Yeah. This goes right back to. The idea of not being told what to do, not following the cookie cutter formula, all of this really applies to what I do in my business now. But when I was 18, I was graduating high school and everybody, I was barely graduating high school, by the way, and everybody else was going to college. And I was like, excuse me, no, thank you. I will never go back to an organized education. Like it just was so hard for me. I barely made it through. And so when I freed myself from that, I just, I wasn't asking myself like, what should I do? I was asking myself, what do I want to do? And I think that was fundamentally different than a lot of people. And what I wanted to do was go on Grateful Dead tour. So the Grateful Dead, it was 1995. And I didn't know, of course, but Jerry Garcia died that year, just a few months after that tour. So it was the very last tour of the original Grateful Dead. Wow. Yeah, I know. It was so big. And I was a huge deadhead. I loved them so much. And so I traveled to the East Coast. I lived in Wisconsin. The first show was in New York, I believe. And I met this cute guy who just walked right up to me. He was so confident. He was like the perfect. I think I had even sketched him like my dream guy. Looked like Jesus, but also like any young hip. Guy had like long hair and a beard, and you're so cute. And we really connected, and that would end up being Becca's dad. So that was just like such a guided time in life where everything laid out in front of me, almost like you you're on a path and it's just unrolling as you're you're not waiting for it to unroll. It's just happening all at once. So. He had a friend out in Humboldt County in California, and he was like, let's go out there. And I said, I don't have anything else to do. So after tour, we drove out to California together, and we went to something called a rainbow gathering. Now, I don't know if anyone is familiar with these. I wouldn't be either. This is the only one I ever went to. 
basically just like a bunch of people come together and camp. It's almost like a mountain style Burning Man, maybe, or mm-hmm. like old, more old school burnt mm-hmm. style. People just come together. And we went to this, yeah, this campground, basically. And there was a group of people next to us. It was maybe eight people. And they were young hippies. And they started talking to us over the couple days we were camping next to them. They ended up inviting us to come to this hippie commune. They were recruiting people. I think they went there. They're trying to build this community back up. It was a couple hours away from there. Mm. And we said, sure. So we went to Black Bear Ranch. Black Bear Ranch was a land trust that was developed in the 60s by this group of people that were coming from the Bay Area. This is Northern California. It's about five hours north of the Bay Area. They bought this land trust and this land turned it into a trust, which just means there are multiple owners. And basically it also means if you're living there, you're an owner and you're expected to follow the rules and the way that things are set up. And so they had, there was a hippie commune. There's documentaries done around it. If anyone wants to find one Black Bear Ranch, And so this was like the resurrection of it in 30 years later of younger people bringing it back to life. It was 88 acres in the middle of the national forest and multiple cabins, a huge main house, which was actually dated all the way back to the mining era. So before the hippie commune, the late 1800s. And so, so much history and just like the most beautiful place, a river that runs through all of the water was hydropower. So they're actually sourcing the energy from the creek next to the house. Wow. Major, like go back to nature vibes. Yeah. And we just were, we're so young, right? It's so idealistic. This is amazing. I learned how to chop wood, how to cook on a wood cook stove. And that's what we did for a few years. We got married there, got pregnant with Becca. And we moved to town maybe when Becca was two or three and transitioned out of that world. But I, it's, it's always in my heart. I, I just think Aww. even though I have this online brand and all that, I really am just like a hippie lady. <laughs> I love it. There's purpose in everything. I guess I always hold that in my heart. There's purpose in everything. If it makes sense, if it doesn't mm. make sense, if it's a funny period in life, it's a traumatic period in life, there's purpose. Mm. Always. Mm. I love that. That's so true. Love the story. This is so awesome. And it it makes sense because just from meeting you years ago and following your story, I identify with that part of you that's like the black sheep. I always say I'm the black mm. sheep of my family oh, really? because mm-hmm. I'm the only one who doesn't have a nine to five job. I just created a business out of nothing, which I think yeah. is what we all have done. And it changes sometimes. And sometimes my family wonders if I'm I'm okay because I'm not following the typical rules mm. of society. Yeah. So that story, Jaya, is just, it's so good. It's so good. No, it's mm-hmm. true. And we come together and we're like, I see you. We <laughs> think differently, but similar to each other. And I think it's important for us to come together, especially because entrepreneurship can be so isolating. Yes. And so. then we're already like isolated type people. Yeah. So then when did you leave the hippie commune with your husband and, and your baby? Yeah. So we, so I was 21 when we moved and we moved to Arcata, California, which was a few hours towards the coast. And mm-hmm. I ended up living there for a decade, left that, that, that husband, mm-hmm. married another guy and then left him. Oh, that was a pattern in, in my life for sure. At that point when I was 30, 
came out the other end of my humble Northern California phase and said, oh, I'm going to start making some choices for me. And it was really like the beginning of my empowerment journey. In fact, I did a video around this on TikTok a couple months ago and it went mega viral. I saw it. It's the only, did you see it? Okay, I so did. you know the story. That's when I was 30. <laughs> the hook was like, I've been married three times. Don't at me or something awesome. I was like, ooh, I need to dig into this. It was juicy. It was like I, how I went kicking and screaming to therapy by myself. Because right? mm-hmm. I went to couples group therapy. Couples group therapy, okay? There's like five other couples there. And my husband at the time wouldn't go. So I went by myself. <laughs> this is the weirdest thing. So you just know that is destined to fail. <laughs> I'm in couples therapy alone. Hmm. Yeah, you want to know telltale sign? You're going to get divorced. That's so funny. That's so funny. It is funny. And so after that husband, is that when you moved yeah. to Oregon? Yeah. So then I moved to Portland, which I, I live here now with my current husband. I had there was about four years in between that marriage and. I just really worked on myself and I do things that a lot of what I did totally applies to my business and being able to ask for what I want. That was a huge theme. I really actually challenge everybody listening to look at how you like what your habits are around asking for what you want mm-hmm. and knowing what you want and then more importantly, what you need. Because these are the things that rocked my life and made me look at all the stories and all the traumas and the things that were going to keep me in a pattern. And then my life would just unfold probably the way my mom's life unfolded, right? Like the same story would have happened. Mm -hmm. And that would be to be a poor single mom, Mm -hmm. ultimately. And that's not what I wanted or needed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not on the list. That was not no, on the list. No, that's not. But if you don't ask yourself and you don't develop the confidence to know that you can ask and that you that it's that you're worthy of having it, really. Before no, we just, record, you you said healing. I wrote this down. Healing is yeah. a business activity. Yeah. And yes. so I think that's in line with what you're saying right now. You're talking about trauma, and then you mentioned how trauma shows up when you're starting your business or when you are yeah. deciding what your pricing is and receiving money and how trauma can really interfere. Trauma will keep you the same. That's what it does is just gets locked in your nervous system and then your nervous system is dictating so much of how you're experiencing things. So I didn't know this at the time, but so much of what I believed I could ask for or what I It's really like when you start talking about receiving, it's this whole conversation around what you ask for, but also what you're willing to receive. Mm -hmm. And so I say willing, it's more able. It's like your nervous system is regulated to have the same experience again and again. That's all it wants to do. That's its main thing in life. It's just Mm -hmm. keep it the same or we don't like it. And everyone knows what it feels like when things get out of whack and your nervous system isn't regulated, right? You feel anxiety, stress, overwhelm. You might feel hot. You might feel foggy in your brain. These are all signs that your nervous system is dysregulated. And a lot of times, and actually most of the time, we can't tell the difference between is this, obviously there's some chaos and you're like, clearly, that's dysregulating. Mm-hmm. Sometimes 
there's a blessing or an opportunity and it's dysregulating. Right. And I think we need a deeper understanding of how that plays out and just a more nuanced conversation of what success is and what it means to be successful in your business. Because to me, a day where it's hard or I'm dysregulated or I take the time for myself or I'm integrating healing or I'm healing is coming to the surface, that how is that not just as valuable as a day that I signed a client or posted three videos or was more in quotes productive? Oh God, I love that. I love that so much. Yesterday, I took a whole day on my couch because I slept three hours a night before. I just mm. couldn't sleep. It's been really hot here in Santa Barbara. And yesterday, okay. whilst watching crappy TV, I was like, this is why I'm an entrepreneur. This is exactly yes. it. And this day is yes. just important, just like you're saying, as the day before when I signed a new client, they're equally important. Yes. And that's it. Oh, I got chills. That is, <laughs> that's the breakthrough. It's not to have more consistent days of productivity. No, it's to have more compassion and understanding of yourself and be able to be on the journey as a whole human. Yeah. Yeah. And to have the flexibility, like you said. Yeah. You are the time freedom queen. And to me, that is more important than any number in my bank account, always. Yeah. To wake up without an alarm clock to me, is more valuable than 100K months. It just is. Totally. No, I know. And you know how in the online coaching space, it's really popular to share how much money people make. Mm-hmm. And we, we probably both do it as well because it is important if mm-hmm. you help people make money. Yes. My question is always, how much did it cost you? Yes. Oh my gosh, this is such a topic. Some people yeah. are in the red, even though they're making a million dollars a year. And that's the part that's not right. prepared. Totally. Like, how much did it cost you money-wise, of course, but also time? And there's one coach in particular, and she seems to be fine with it. I don't think she's burning out. Her constitution and her lifestyle seems to support her working really hard. But to me, I could never do what she does. So she's talking about how she made, I think it was half a million already at the like halfway through the year. And she was like excited and all this. And she did this long post about all the things she did last year to set herself up for success. And it was like hosting multiple retreats and doing seven calls a day and all of these things. And it was a flex. It was a flex to say, if you want to have this, you have to build the capacity to do all these things. Like, that's not the flex. (laughs) That just made me know that I will never hire you because your system is built on a lot of time and energy being put in right. and that I would be burnt out from. Yes, same. And you talk a lot about neurodivergence. Yes. So I want to talk a little bit about how that affects your business or can be a blessing, I think, in this space. Yeah. How, what does that look like yeah. for you? The blessing part, I believe, is that I've always had a really sensitive nervous system I also have a sensitive body. Like I'm allergic to alcohol. I'm allergic to caffeine. I have to eat a salad or vegetables or or I feel bad. It's ridiculous. And so it's prompted me to have good habits. Good, I do in quotes. Like healthy habits that make me feel good are very much a norm for me and a necessity. And I would say that is very helpful because I know my bounds and my limits 
And I think sometimes in entrepreneurship, it's a process of reaching your own edge on a continual basis. Mm -hmm. And I think that is an easier process for me because my edge is right next to me. (laughs) If I were to like stick my arm out, some people's edge is very far away and God bless you all who have that. I don't. And so when your edge is far away, you have more capacity for stress, for disorder, for chaos, for uncertainty, for all these things. I just don't have a big capacity for these things. And so it keeps me very focused on how I can get the most bang for my buck, right? How I can create time freedom. I'm always looking at how can I do it easier? How can I not even take it off my plate because I don't have employees. I'm a big do-it-myself person, except my husband who works full-time in the business. So we do everything ourselves, but I don't do anything I don't like to do. I just don't do it. Mm -hmm. And I don't care. Because if I did it, it would cost me too much. I feel you on that. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I think it's that's the blessing of it. My neurodivergence, it it dictates my edge. Mm -hmm. And therefore, it also helps me have really great boundaries that sometimes people have to do a lot of trial and error to figure out. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's the luxury of that's what we're creating in this online space is flexibility, time to honor our bodies, our brains, our moods, Mm -hmm. our families. Life is going to change. It's always changing. And if you are someone who, for example, if you're going through like a fertility process, that journey Mm. is going to require that you not be burnt out all the time and not be stressed. And or if you're getting married or if you're just momming and you're like, fuck, this shit is hard and I just need a week off, take a week off. It is all good. I take the last week of every month off. That's my I love that. That's my goal every month. What do you do? During that week? Not much. <laughs> I do a lot of I do some stuff for my own business. I think this is something too that's important is when we you and I are mm-hmm. we help other people in their businesses. So sometimes our own businesses and the focus on the growth and the sales part can get pushed to second position. Mm-hmm. So creating space. Because you're working with other people the rest yes. of the time. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And I'm pretty hands-on. I like to go in and help people with their websites and email marketing and mm. help write copy and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So th- you're only limited to the amount of energy and focus that you have that day. That's it. <laughs> totally. So the last week of the month, I tend to look at my own business, but I also schedule travel with my husband the last week of almost every month. Or really? Reconnecting with family, like little road trips. I mean, not I going to Europe that. every month. Yeah. But just or days of nothing and just recalibrating. Yeah. That's amazing. Is this that week for you? No, it's the last week of every month. Okay. Oh, last week. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I do something similar and I do three weeks on with my clients and one week off. Perfect. But it's when I start with the new people. I'll have a phase where I don't have any clients and then I'll start with new people. So it's not necessarily the last week of the month for me, but um, it's a week in the month. <laughs> yeah. And I had to learn yeah. that we don't know what we don't know. And I think that is so right. important. Everybody who has this imposter syndrome happening, that's a natural thing, by the way, everybody who's listening, but you don't know what you don't know. Like I learned that from a coach two years ago. Prior to that, I had meetings every single week. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. I don't have to do meetings every week. Okay, let's try this. And if it doesn't work, I'll shift to something else. Oh, it's so true. It's such a good reminder of how we really get to do it our way. 
mm-hmm. and choose how we want it. And again, I come back to healing as a business activity because it requires healing to even allow yourself to open up to it being easier. And all of those stories about what made you worthwhile or what made you valuable, right? I know for me, I have a story that when I do for others, that makes me valuable. Mm-hmm. And it it's a real tricky one because it's true. Oh, it's got a true. You and I are like separated. That isn't what actually makes me valuable. And it's like <laughs> that so much was tied to being, this is probably a great segue into passive income and making money easier because I know for me, because I had been a personal trainer for 12 years, I also did life coaching. I believed that I could help people and I believed that I could charge a decent amount of money for it. But I didn't believe that I could make money and not be a part of the transformation, like physically Mm -hmm. in it. Mm -hmm. It took me six, seven years to unwind that online and being making multiple six figures and stretching myself into groups and speaking on stage, things that people would think, oh, she believes she's being valuable. But there was this core belief that attached to money meant me delivering. Mm-hmm. Huge. That's common. Yeah, that's super common. It yeah. really is a big one. And that's why alongside helping people map out a low effort or passive offer suite is the idea of embodied receiving and doing this integrative somatic work because it won't be easy to receive the money if you believe it's not easy to receive money. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh. I know I've had clients who don't believe that they deserve to have money because we're all Mm. grow up with different stories and programming. Yes, And so we have to spend a lot of time working through that. Like, why do you think you're not worthy of $20,000 in a month? Why? Tell me why. Mm. (laughs) Yes. It's it's programming. It's life experiences. So you made that shift because you used to do more one-on-one high-touch coaching and then you made that switch. And what was that switch like for you? Yeah. So I had stretched. It's been a, a constant journey of, okay, How can I make more and do less, but then also keep the integrity of the work? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's a balance. And so I had found for many years, I did a group coaching model where I would have three or four people on a call. I would enroll 12 people. My largest launch, I enrolled 15 people and it was my first six-figure launch. And I thought, okay, I've really done it. This is great. It was a six-month program. So a six-figure launch, I I delivered over six months, right? It's not like a Mm -hmm. six-figure month, but -hmm. it was in one launch. And I was very proud of myself. And that was the last time I ran it. (laughs) You're like, bye. (laughs) Yeah. It's so funny because that's the thing everyone wants, right? Is a six-figure launch. Mm -hmm. And I had taken, I had stayed in the work. And when I say this, just to be clear for everyone, I'm talking about coaching people one-on-one or a small group. I'm in it, right? I'm Mm. with them. I'm answering questions. Maybe they have less time with me. So in a small group, maybe they get a 15-minute chunk and then they get to listen to me coach other people for the rest of the hour. Yes. Okay. So that's stretching me out of it and the capacity to hold more, but it's still me in it. Yes. Yeah, it's very different from recorded and pre-recorded. Oh, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And it's not less demanding. 
mm-hmm. because it's less time with each person. The capacity to hold four or five people in a one hour call and feel like I was giving enough, I didn't give any less to each person. So therefore, I had to be more potent in my mind. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's not good. <laughs> I don't like it now that I'm saying out loud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not a very draining. But you're yeah. currently, so you've shifted into the being well known membership, was one of your offers. Yes. Yes. So that's a great switch to make. And I think it's important for people to hear that you have options. Whatever season you're in your yes. life, you can make changes and lessen the amount yeah. of time that you are physically involved in with clients every single day. So the Being Absolutely. Well-Known membership, let's talk about how that came to be. Yeah. Yeah. So that is the, so when I finished the one-on, or I mean, it wasn't one-on-one, small group coaching, I said, okay, I'm not doing this anymore. Side note, my daughter, Becca, who's 26, the hippie commune baby, is a multi-million dollar business owner as well. Mm. Do you know this? I knew she designed your website, which is fucking gorgeous. Everybody I know. go to it, thegyarose.com. Yeah. <laughs> go to it. That's so good. Yeah. So she started, I won't go into it too much, but she teaches people how to be web designers now. And she built out a multi-million dollar passive income business in the last year and a half unbelievable. She's like a mogul. It's yeah. So that's my daughter. And I'm like, hi, I just want (laughs) time freedom. But ultimately her and her husband both run. Yeah. Me and my husband work together. Her and her husband work together. And I I went down to visit them in LA and they just really helped me see how I could take myself out of it. And I have not launched a group coaching program since then. This was a little over a year ago. And basically it was one of those, you know how sometimes there's a subtle shift and then sometimes there's a big change. And that, oh, yeah. that's what this was. I said, this is, okay, this is different. My husband is going to buy, uh, quit his nine to five. So he did that. He came into my business. He already did a lot of back-end stuff for me and has a natural knack for figuring out softwares, figuring out the back-end of things. And so I said, listen, let's switch everything to Kartra. If you're not familiar, are you familiar with Kartra? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Of, course, of course. Of course you are. Yeah. <laughs> so I chose nerd. Kartra over Kajabi. I know you are. Yeah. <laughs> I chose Kartra over Kajabi for a couple of reasons, but I just really like the layout and the aesthetic of it a lot better. Actually quite beautiful. Yeah. And so I said, let's have you learn Kartra. You're going to build out my courses and then also you can do it. That's like a business for you. So he can build. So he's right at the phase now where he can do it for other people. In fact, my client that just booked with me also booked with him and he's going to build out her freebie and her course that I'm going to help her develop. So it's really cool. Very exciting. But at the time, a year ago, it was just this idea, hey, this is a great bet. Let's Mm -hmm. bet on ourselves. And so that's what we did over the last year is we took my coaching. And what I will tell you, I did not take my programs because I did have a lot of curriculum. I was on Teachable at the time. I didn't just take all of that and then put it into a course. Uh, And I think that's a big problem that a lot of people face is they're like, I have all this material. Mm -hmm. I could just, why can't I just sell it? And the reason that you can't is because you won't. Mm -hmm. When you create something with the intention that it's going to have your coaching in it, you won't be able to sell it as a course. And I don't mean to be rude. Maybe somebody can. In general, it's not going to help you sell it. Because the intention has to be that it was meant to be home study from the beginning. Agreed. Totally agree with that. 
when you lay it out, when you record it, and then of course, when you market it. Mm -hmm. For me, I really started from scratch. I created the go-to coach program, magnetic on camera, and then I launched the membership. So I did all of that in a year. Now we're four months into the membership and we're currently enrolling. We have just a, a bonus week happening right now, fall special. And it is the best thing I've done. So that's what I'm saying. I We basically paid ourselves 100K to prove and create all those programs. And now they are all deliverable and scalable beyond me, except I do put myself into the membership, but the energy I put in is scalable. Mm -hmm. Important, very important. Because the whole point of creating these programs with um, a little bit more flexibility and time is so that we don't get sucked in and and burned out and we're not really serving anyone if we're not lit up about what we're doing. And it's actually challenging with a membership. I've helped a couple of my clients design memberships and it is a whole nother level of healing and receiving. And you will want to put yourself in to a point where it will limit the amount of people who could enroll. I can almost guarantee it. Most people do. And I'm just like so happy with how it's turned out. And like I said, we're four months in and I have every intention to grow it to hundreds and hundreds of people. Oh, I'm sure that you will. I have no doubt, sister. None. Thank you. <laughs> and you know, speaking as well, I know you, you spoke at my event. Yes. Do you have any events yeah. coming up where people can well, see you? Well, are there events? Like, I pretty much have been out of the loop since COVID, to be real. I know. I know. I haven't hosted an event since 2019, since October yeah. 2019. And okay. my business What's partner and I are, are having a retreat in January. So we back. So I will definitely give you that information oh once it's my gosh. fully launched. Is it going to be a similar type retreat that you did before? Is it going to be different? It's going to be better. So okay. in 2019, we rented a villa in Santa Barbara and it sleeps okay. 23 people and beautiful view of the ocean and everything. And so- I um, love that. Yeah, thank you. It was three nights and four days and okay, speakers, cooking classes, workshops, hot tubbing, wine, wow. catered meals. It's a whole vibe. So it's a little bit more comfy, cozy than the one that you were at, where we were in like a loft space during the day and everybody was at different hotels. This one, everybody's going to be together, which is great. Okay. Yeah. This is so needed. I just imagine I can see it selling out. Oh, it's it's so fun. And yeah, women, we need to we need to step away from our families sometimes. Yes. We need to not be needed (laughs) for a weekend. Literally. Yes. Please. (laughs) Yes. Don't hesitate to reach out. No, I actually speaking is so near and dear to my heart. I love it. It's my favorite thing that I do in my business, period. And But yeah, I felt really out of the loop and not even really sure, you know, what's going on. I'm right. sure that there are events happening and I, I probably need to try to just put myself out there. When it feels right, it'll happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it'll happen. And I know that you have, we will put a link to your membership here in the show notes. But I also want to share your freebie, 12 Hooks for Short Form Video. And yes. tell us a little bit about that. And we'll link to that as well. Yes, of course. Short Form Video is all the rage. And I know it can be challenging, like I talked about earlier when we were talking about my love for video. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's really challenging beyond just taking your message and making it powerful in one minute or less is that you have three to five seconds to get somebody's attention. It's the hard, cold truth. And I 
tons of my videos don't go big. Tons. And I'm like, they're good. And but yet it is stiff competition out there for attention. Yes. Absolutely. And so I like to help people not waste their time. <laughs> Which we're talking the time freedom queen. Part of time freedom is doing what you love to do, and that is probably not creating a ton of short videos. And so I created this 12 hooks to get you booked. And it's just different hooks that you can use with different examples of from different niches. So you get some examples there. And then you take them and you put your niche into it. And then just it's a great starting point for being more clear about your communication in your videos because that is key. And then also getting that hook that can grab people and, and hopefully hold their attention. Oh, yes. We will definitely be linking to that so people can grab that from you. And one thing I want to touch on here before we wrap up here in a moment is your TikTok. <laughs> I know people think they have to be on all the platforms all the time, which I am yeah. not a fan of. You you do not. Yes. You do not. And once you start doing that, you start diluting your message and we can tell you're not into it and it's all bad. Mm. But you yeah. TikTok and grew that account from what I saw very quickly. So yeah. are, are there a couple maybe tips that you can give for growing a, a TikTok account specifically? Yes. Yeah, I did. I, I have 92,000 followers now. I will say that about 40,000 of those came from that divorce video. Mm-hmm. Which is when you have a mega viral, that it's a few million views on that. So that's just wild. But I did grow it to 50,000 and that was mostly with my business content. So that I was really proud of because it, it actually is the more niche you go, the harder it is for things to go bigger and bring a lot of people in. So I will say that my advice is to nail down your niche and your message for your niche. And you can use my hooks that get you booked to do that. And also think about how the larger transformation that your work brings to people can also be communicated to a larger audience. So what I mean by that, let's use your business as an example. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So how do you, what are a couple benefits to the work that you do? What are a couple of the outcomes that happen when people work with you? They simplify their systems and they make more money with less time. With less time. Okay. So what are some of the benefits of making more money with less time? More freedom in your life. Okay. More time. And what, specifically in your life, what type of freedom do you have and and particularly enjoy? Travel. (laughs) Travel. Okay. Travel and downtime. Downtime for me is equally as important. Okay. Yeah. So you talked about how you have that week off at the end of the month. You travel with your husband Mm -hmm. and how you used to think that you had to do it working every week, but now you just created this freedom for yourself. So that might be a farther out message from what typically attracts clients to you, right? Maybe, and I don't know for sure, but maybe people tend to come to you because they're burnt out or they're confused about what systems, they they feel overwhelmed. Some of the struggle that we use in messaging does convert. Well, a lot of the struggle actually converts, but it's not going to reach a larger audience if you're talking about the struggle of entrepreneurship systems, mm-hmm. right? But how you could reach a larger audience is doing a video, getting packed for your week, for one of the trips at the week off that you have 
and showing how you created this. And it doesn't have to be specific to entrepreneurs. It would get the attention of many, anybody would want that, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. there's a larger niche message for you that can reach more people. So what I encourage everybody to do is look at their business. Yes, do the niche content that's, hey, are you a struggling entrepreneur? You need systems, but you're stuck doing sending invoices and sending, and it is the bane of your, is it bane of your existence? Yes. (laughs) Pain. pain. It's the pain in your existence, (laughs) right? So like that type of video, you totally could attract clients and that would be good, but you're probably not going to attract a big audience. That makes so we, sense. So we want to diversify. So some of the content that I do will be around healing or receiving, or I talk about how the law of attraction really messed me up for a lot of years thinking I had to be perfect. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like this idea that, oh, if you're, if you believe enough, then you'll get what you want. If your vibration is high enough, then you'll get what you want. Instead of if you ask for it and work for it, <laughs> and and regulate your nervous system to be able to have it. That's actually what I d- have done. And so I'll talk about that. That's much more general. I've had a video go viral where I was just basically saying, you don't have to be any better than you are to get what you want. That's a more general message. So you think that's just another example. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah, I think that law of attraction sometimes creates a lot of extra pressure that we just don't need. We don't need it. It's just not true. It's a simplified version of a multifaceted, nuanced conversation. Oh my God, and I it's, love it so it's much. just about money making. Honestly, right. the whole law of attraction is an industry about money making that keeps people on a repetitive wheel of never feeling good enough and continually buying programs. Oh, <laughs> that's so true. Sound bite. <laughs> Sound bite. <laughs> there it is. Oh, God, it's so good. And meet Jaya Rose. (laughs) (laughs) And I also want to share where people can find you on TikTok. You are with Jaya Rose, J-A-Y-A-R-O-S-E. So W-I-T with Jaya Rose on TikTok and Instagram. That's right. And actually my domain points to my website as well with JayaRose.com. So that's easy. I love that. Thank you so much for being on with me today, Jaya. It's been so nice catching up with you. It's been a few years, I know. my dear. <laughs> yes, you're amazing. Thank you so much. So are you. And yeah, people can connect with you on the interwebs. And I look forward to seeing your membership more. The Being Well-Known membership is enrolling. Oh my gosh. Thank um, you so much for being here, Jaya. Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, this was just such a good conversation. And I love how our worlds intersect in terms of our values and valuing time and rest and freedom. And and yet we do it a little bit different from each other. So I just think that it's a beautiful example of how important everybody's work is, right? Because I could see your work and think, oh, she's already doing it. Maybe I shouldn't. And yet mine is so different. And probably the same person could benefit a lot from both of our work. Agreed. And that is just, so I think for anybody out there, you spoke to imposter syndrome, for anybody out there who's just getting started or in the mix, feeling like you have to be more or do more, just remember that your experience, like the lived experience you've had and then the skills you bring are going to set you apart and you're going to bring something new to every conversation. And so it's really important that you speak up. Oh, yes. Take up space. Speak Mm -hmm. up. Yeah, I love it. Thank you, Jaya. I really appreciate your time today. It's been so nice chatting with you. Yes, you too. Let's catch up again soon.
Okay, I promise. And thank you all for listening to this episode of Tech Champagne, and I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you for spending your time with me today. I hope this episode brought you exactly what you needed. If you had fun today, be sure to hit the subscribe button or leave me a review. Your support means the world to me and it helps other women entrepreneurs find the show as well. And if you're looking for a free place to connect and learn more about creating your own six-figure online business, check out my Facebook group, Empowered Entrepreneurs. See you on the next episode.